All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining us again here on this Wednesday night. Again, kind of like a chilled night time podcast release. Maybe some of you, you know, listen to this uh, to go to bed because I'm so boring, or some of you have found this to be a routine. I'm starting to like this as actually a little bit better of a release um, on Wednesday nights uh, for me. So I, I hope that that's helpful. Um, the one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was the late Carl Fletcher, who who used to work at Shine.fm uh, at Olivet Nazarene University. One of my favorite people I ever met. Uh, he 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 died far too young, but uh, he said that you know if you're going to make a podcast, well over half the battle is having consistent content. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a week off or whatever, but he said you're asking the audience to make an appointment with you. And if you meet that, they will honor that with with their listenership. So, and you guys have done that, and I'm I'm so incredibly grateful for it. Um, and so that so this is kind of like a new appointment schedule I'm trying to get on get on with you guys with, and because Wednesday nights are a little more free for me, and and so I appreciate your, your honoring that. Um, this last couple of weeks have been really good as far as um, listens, and you know I'm rather encouraged by that. So we're just going to continue to keep up this content. Um, I'm trying, and I need, I need some help. I'm trying to get um, Pastor James Haldane back on here and my boss, Mike Perry, back on the podcast again here shortly. Um, I'm getting a lot of pressure on them. I'm helping get their family members you know, to pressure them, hopefully. Uh, all in good fun, of course. Um, nothing like guilt-tripping people, right? There's always like, oh, well, I thought you were my friend. Um, so that always works in a healthy Christian way, right? Uh, so in any case, um, tonight, 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 um, if you are listening to us on our YouTube channel, uh, other podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, where we're hosted, uh, iTunes, or sorry, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, wherever you get them. I appreciate that. Um, the, the feedback uh, and support at our email, um, Email support is wsnspodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can leave feedback and, and leave any comments, concerns, suggestions. So thank you for that. So that stuff out of the way. Tonight, you know, I, I found myself, I, I actually met Pastor James for lunch today. This is August 31st, the day I'm recording this and everything else. I, I met with him earlier today, and I, I, I had to kind of talk, start out our um, start out our our lunch with, you know, a prayer like many of us do. And I, I told, I told him, I said, you know, I've, try, I've gotten really convicted here as a late about how we pray. And I, and I said, you know, when I say like, you know, Heavenly Father, thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you that you've given us uh, this, this time to be together. Thank you for this food. I pray that you bless this and that uh, you bless our conversation and, and these things. So there's a pattern, right? And you usually say, amen. Well, there's a pattern to most of our prayers. They're ritual. That doesn't mean that they're bad. It's just something that we do. It's something that they are. And a lot of times we, we address God. We, we bring up his name. We usually thank him for the occasion, the opportunity. We either are asking for safety or blessings and all these things. But there's a theme sometimes in the middle where it kind of breaks down, where we ask God to do something. And you can get into more open theism. I'm not going to discuss that on this podcast where, where you see people asking God, is the, and they seem to uh, change his mind, maybe, but it's like they're asking, they're asking God to do things, and I think that's biblical. I think when you're when you're asking something out of faith, it's that that is one thing. Again, it comes back to motive, but it's like God move in this place, or or God, uh, you know, you know, be here with us. It's like, well, in those kind of situations, God's already doing that. It's just whether or not we're recipients 
of that. So I've really tried to pray over my church here as of late, or pray over conversation of saying, of basically changing and, and saying this. Like if we're asking God to bless an op- this opportunity, I would say traditionally, like, Father, I pray that you move in this place tonight. I pray that uh, your spirit is made known and, and that you come here and dwell amongst us. Okay, you've probably heard something along those lines before versus something that's like this potentially. Father, we know that you are here. We know that your spirit is with us wherever we go. But I ask that we in our own hearts are recipients of that, that our hearts are open to receive your presence, your guidance, and that we can tune our ears to you. See, it's a lot different. It's about God's people responding to God versus saying, God, why don't you just do this? And then when people go away saying, I didn't feel it, I guess God didn't show up, right? And you see this, you see this in, and like the motive, again, it comes down to the motive. No more than in the Lord's Prayer. So I'm going to read for us from Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to go through it line by line here. This is just really interesting. Um, so starting at verse 7, it says, And when you are praying, not if, it's not conditional, but when you are praying, do not use meaningless repeti- repetition as the Gentiles do. Well, that's funny. We do that all the time. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Okay, good. So God's, you know, it speaks to His omniscience. So pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. So again, starting out with the fact that we're, we're giving a title to God, we're acknowledging him who is above us, hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. You are worthy to be praised. I'll pause there for a second and ask you this question. When was the last time you prayed and your prayer was just giving glory to God like we see Dave do, David do in Dave? Dave, just like our friend Dave, David do in the Psalms. When was the last time, Almighty God, I want to give praise to you today for your name is great and you are above all other names. And that's it. We might do that, but we might slip that in after saying, you know, I need you, I need you, and the reason why I need you is because I know that you're all this. And then that's true too. That does not mean that's bad. Please hear me out. That does not mean that that is bad or or you have an ill motive. I'm just asking, what, are, what does our prayer life consist of? Is it more about us and what God is doing for us or what we can do for him? So pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, so not our kingdom, not how we want to build up ours. Your will be done. Again, thy will be done. Same prayer that Jesus prayed in his full humanity, in his, in his full divinity. One of the most beautiful scenes in all of scripture. In Gethsemane, uh, sweat was like uh, blood, uh, droplets of blood on the ground, agonizing over what he had to do. But in his full humanity, we can relate the fact that, do I have to do this? Can you please pass this cup from me? But still, I've come to do your will, Father. And that is that, that I be the unblemished lamb. I be the sacrifice, the atonement for all sins. That's what the Father's will was. I talked about that last week, and last week's show about Jesus came to do the Father's will. He didn't necessarily think about us on the cross as the fact that he was there to do the Father's will. Yes, of course, God was knew about us. Of that. I'm not saying that he didn't, but the primary motive of Jesus was to always point back to the Father and do the Father's will. That was the human symbol and example as we are ought to do so. So when we repeat, but your kingdom come, your will be done, we're not storing for ourselves up treasures on earth. We're not trying to build a better church building. We're not trying to build an empire. We're not trying to build a bigger brand. We want, and, and your kingdom might use the stuff in this world to do so, but it's your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Make your heavenly presence dwell amongst us here, Father. Come and be with us. Now, in that case, we are commanding God, right? But it's a, it's a, it is a relinquishing of our pride and control. It's hum, it's hum, it's a humiliating process to pray that prayer in like the positive connotation. Because we are acknowledging God is so far above us, he has all the power, and we are his humble servants. So give us this day our daily bread. Later going on, the fact that, you know, uh, treasure, wealth, where is that that at? If he's not going to look after, you know, later on this chapter, he's looking after the lilies of the field. He's looking after the birds of the air. Of course, God's going to, the Heavenly Father's going to provide you with these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. So give us this day our daily bread. Nothing more. So it, it's nothing we can covet. It, hearkening back to the manna, it's something that God will sustain us, but we wanted more. So it's against greed. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Humble. Again. Humility. Present. A reminder that. We have something to forgive, and also we also need to forgive one another. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So do not lead us into temptation. We know that um, through the teachings of Paul that God's not going to lead us beyond what we can bear. God is not going to give us a temptation um, that we cannot handle, nor should we pray because we think we're so austere, so strong that we just welcome a challenge. And our hubris ruins us, right? Have you ever thought that from time to time? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, you could bookend this whole thing, by the way, by, by saying, for if you forgive others their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Like, oh, by the way, that's what's going to happen. You're harboring bitterness, deceit, all the other things. But the themes throughout the, the Lord's prayer is just so simple. Do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It takes everything out of our lives and puts it up, uh, strips it away and gives it to God. That simple. And I'm asking like tonight when you go to bed, when you pray, there's usually, again, thank you, Father, for this day. I pray that we have a good night's sleep. Pray for these things. Those are not ill things to pray for. But maybe I'm asking, do, is the root of our prayers a humbling of the self, uplifting of God, and not necessarily everything about want? Like when you go to somebody and you only just want them, you have a friend who calls only because they need something. They don't call to ask about you. They don't call to just thank you for, for you and your friendship. They always want something. How many of us are just whiners when we pray? Always selfish when we pray. How many of us are just saying, God, I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. And even if you don't do that again, I want to thank you for dying for me. And you are worthy of my praise. That simple. We worship God because he's worthy of it. That is the only thing that's worthy of it. It's a hard, it takes a long time maybe to get there spiritually to kind of understand that. But that's the truth. That's the truth if you're a Christian. That's the truth that you believe. And prayer, you go to God, not when you need him. Not when you feel like him. That's what's been really convicting me 
here as of late. I hope that is a sign of encouragement, maybe to get you to think. Maybe we could start praying differently, out loud and in silence. Anyway, those are just some super thoughts tonight. Thanks for hanging out with me. May God bless you. May God keep you.